Welcome to the Making Headway Podcast, a podcast for brain injury survivors by brain injury survivors, providing resources and camaraderie for anyone recovering from any type of brain injury, with your hosts, Aaron Martin and Mariah Morgan. Welcome back to the Making Headway Podcast. This is Aaron, And this is Mariah. And today we are so thrilled to have two special ladies with us. We have Allie and Felicia of the Keep Your Head Up Foundation. We first stumbled across them on social media because we are social media lurkers in the brain injury space and um, followed for a long time and eventually reached out because we love a good story that involves brain buddies. So welcome, Allie and Felicia. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. We're happy to be here, too. Um, it really is crazy how similar our stories are. Two sets of friends that had injuries uh, pretty close together. So yeah, we're excited yeah. to share a little bit about where we were and how we got here. Awesome. Yeah, Erin and I always say we wouldn't really wish this on anybody, but it is a special kind of friendship. <laughs> so do you want to start by telling us a little bit about your brain injuries and your friendship? And I don't know what came first. What came first, brain injuries or friendship? So we went to the same high school. Um, I'm a year older than Felicia, so we were in different grades. And I guess we were acquaintances. We kind of knew of each other, but we weren't necessarily friends. And then um, Felicia had her injury when she was in grade 10. I was in grade 11. And um, it's actually funny to look back. Not funny, but it's interesting to look back and think what I thought about her, what she was dealing with, with her concussion. Um, and then what I learned when I later became in the same situation. Um, mm. I remember all the rumors in the halls about Felicia being off for a long time and she had this concussion and I didn't give it a lot of thought. I wasn't spreading any sort of misinformation, but I do remember having thoughts like, isn't that just a headache? Like, what's the big deal? Why do you have to be off school for so long? Like, Hmm. And and then not really giving it a lot of other thought. Um, but yeah, maybe Felicia, you can tell a little bit about your story and then we can go from go there. From there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, so I got my um, initial concussion from playing ringette. I got hit from behind into the boards. Um, like Ali said, I was in grade 10 at the time and um, I didn't actually have symptoms till later that night. I kind of just felt wonky. I didn't go back on the ice actually that game. Um, and then that spiraled into me not returning back to school um, for about, I think about six weeks it was, six or seven weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, that was exempt from exams and stuff like that. Um, and then I lightened my course load for the rest of the term. I was in, I think, one or two courses. Um, and then in high school, that brought about a lot of challenges. Um, lots of people saying, oh, you're lucky, you know, you're lucky you don't have to do exams and you're lucky you're, you get to sit at home and, you know, lay in your bed while we're all at school or like, why are you still, why are you still out? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, so then eventually I came back in grade 11 and I, I still had a lighter course load in grade 11. Um, and then I, I pushed through in grade 12 and I ended up doing a couple of cor- courses to graduate. I'm on time with my friends because that meant so much to me. And I was mm. determined to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I dealt with a lot of this, like the pressures of high school, like social pressures and, um, I was very athletic, so missing out on stuff like that was really hard. And um, like Ali said, like she, you know, people in the halls and yeah. you yourself heard about, you know, my my brain injury. It was at the time mm-hmm. it was I think it was twenty eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of research has was wasn't the same as it is now. So um, mm. yeah, we heard a lot of um, a lot of things like, oh well. I- so-and-so and I've had a concussion and we were fine in two weeks or, Oh, I, I got right back in. Like what's a little, um, blow to the head, like just shake it off. Like those kinds of conversations. And, um, even the medical community, like there just wasn't as much conversation about it. So, um, that's something that was interesting at that time. Like it wasn't super long ago, but things have certainly 
changed quite a lot since then. And, and mm-hmm. the conversations that you have now when um, what we hear is like when people say, oh, I have a concussion. This is what I'm dealing with. You often hear, oh, yeah, those can be really serious. And I've heard of so-and-so who took a really long time to recover. Um, but that was not the case when either of us had our injuries, at mm-hmm. least in, in our community. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing yeah. how different it was. I mean, you guys are a few years younger than us, but um, yeah, the the difference between now and then seems to be pretty significant, which obviously we're glad to hear. But really quickly, sorry for this ask, but since I think a lot of people won't know, can you explain ringette? Oh, ringette. <laughs> yeah. 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 Very, sorry. Yeah. I looked it up actually, um, but yeah, I <laughs> but didn't I think know. I'm like, oh, know. is it hockey? <laughs> I'm I thought kind of. silly for not knowing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's very similar to hockey, um, but you play with a stick. Like, I, it literally just looks like a stick. Um, a hockey stick. Well, but no, but there's without, no blade. But without the blade. There's no blade. <laughs> and, like and the ring, it's, instead of a puck, you're playing with a ring. So it looks like a, people call it like a, it's like a donut, kind of, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, and the rules are, the rules are quite different. Um, but it's on ice, very similar to hockey, kind of. So, gotcha. Yeah. Sorry and for did, that. Did you stop? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's totally fine. Did you stop playing after that? Yeah, I, I was never, I was never able to play again, which really, mm-hmm. was really tough. I played at like a competitive level, so that was really hard to like pack in the equipment and and stuff. But yeah, that was hard. Was it because of your mm-hmm. concussion that you couldn't play again, or did you lose so much function? Like, yeah, like because of the concussion, like I was my physio and I just wasn't able to back then also not back then that seems silly but you know <laughs> way back then ago, um you know they were saying like don't do this physical activity I was I wasn't doing any physical activity at the time um and um yeah so I wasn't able to play like I played soccer I was on cross country I did all these sports and I and I quit it like everything was quick like cold turkey everything like, wow. so yeah that was that was a huge adjustment um, also just being a type A personality, like an athletic individual, it was a lot of, um, adjustment having to stop everything. So, yeah. And that's another change that I think we've seen a little bit is they're encouraging people to get back safely into activity. Mm -hmm. Whereas Mm -hmm. in the past it was just, nope, you're done forever. (laughs) Like, exactly. Yeah. Just a different way of thinking of things. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely changed. So what kind of... What kind of symptoms um, were you seeing and um, how was your recovery? Um, uh, like headache, like light sensitivity, noise sensitivity, mm-hmm. um, dizzy, um, um, what was the food? Like I wasn't hungry. Um, lots of appetite. Lots of appetite, thank you. A little bit of a, lots of appetite. Um, those were probably the biggest ones. Um, ringing in ears, like stuff like that. Um, I saw a lot of different doctors. Like, you know, my after school activity was which doctor was I going to see like that day kind of thing. Um, and that went on for probably most of my high school career. Um, and then, wow. yeah, and then there was a point where I kind of just got like a like upset and was like, I'm not seeing progress, which kind of is obviously very frustrating. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of stopped seeing, stopped some treatments after, after a couple years of study from, from physio to acupuncture to, I don't, I don't even know the names of some of the, <laughs> some of the techniques I was doing. I can't even remember them, but, um, yeah. So it, yeah. <laughs> so you had like a solid two years that you were really affected. Is what? Yeah. I I still I still experience um to this day like daily headache and uh, ringing in my ears, and I'm quite light sensitive, but I've really learned how to cope with those symptoms, um, in my daily life which has been, I have this great toolbox of skills and um, 
mechanisms of how I can move forward. But um, yeah, like in my high school years, those were definitely those um, mm. really tough in some years. It's amazing you were able to graduate still on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was my funny type A personality. I did like uh, <laughs> seven or eight courses through the summer to oh make sure I could start university on on time. But yeah. Mm. <laughs> and I think, you know, that time in high school, like you're so, everything's all about your friends and keeping yeah. up with your friends and being the same, not different. Um, mm-hmm. That to do like proper concussion care where you have to listen to your body and know when to take rest and know when to take breaks. Like that's not something you do in high school. No, like, no. <laughs> it, that's almost impossible. <laughs> yeah. That was so that, important. That's, like it is. That's what high school was. Is such a social. Like you care what everyone's doing, and that's what was so important to me was going off to school at the same time as my friends, and I knew what I wanted to do, and I knew what kind of uh, program I wanted to go into. So I, I was so determined to, um, to get that graduation and walk across that stage with my friends, um, in grade 12. And, um, yeah, the, the feeling of falling behind is, yeah. is so striking when you're that age. Like mm-hmm. now we would look back and probably think like, what was the big deal? But at the time, like when you're 17, like it really feels like the end of the world, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it, it feels yeah. like that. And it, um, it's different than like in university, taking a term off school to recover or like taking time off work. Like it, the, this type, like this type of severe concussion in high school where it leads to those um, situations where you might fall behind. Like that's a really important part of looking at how you're going to support someone with a concussion because it feels. Yeah. Allie, when you were talking about um, hearing about Felicia's concussion, um, uh, it kind of, I kind of had a flashback, actually, very short story. Um, when I was in high school, I ran track and my first track meet, I ran the 3200 and there was like a domino at the start, like girls just like basically someone ran up into my legs at the very start of the race. So I went down and the girl in front of me went down and the girl behind me and gone down into me. And it was just like, there were 10 of us down. <laughs> it was insane. But I, I fell face first on the track and I didn't have a concussion or anything, but I was scraped up. Like I had half my face scabbed over basically. And I got to take a few days off of school, but like going back to school after that, everybody knew that what had happened and that I just like, I will never forget the not horror. I don't even know how to describe that feeling because there's anxiety, but also dread and just like knowing that people have been talking about it and it's worse in high school and because you really don't want to <laughs> stick out at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So what about you, uh, Allie? What's how sort of what was the timing between your um, your incidents and um, how did they bring you together? I'm curious to see how this will tie in. Yeah. So I think mine was about a year and a half later. Um, and I was actually about six weeks from graduating from high school. So I was in grade 12 at the time. And I had already accepted my offer to university. I was going to go for health sciences. Um, I wanted to be a doctor and I actually had already taken university classes. I had done research with a professor. Like I was just ready to go. Um, and then I was playing rugby. I played for three years in high school, uh, not a single injury, but a broken pinky. And then my last game of high school, I got hit really hard. Um, someone tried to tackle me and they didn't really do it in the way that you normally expect. And um, I'm six feet tall. I fell head first onto the ground at a really quick speed and then actually flipped and then the back of my head slammed into the ground as well. Mm. Um, and all I, I don't remember a lot from that moment, but I do remember hitting the ground and thinking, so that's a concussion. <laughs> because <laughs> I literally felt my brain like rock in my head. And then I just remember laying there like, I need to stay still. I don't know what's going on, but like that was bad. And mm. 
I I actually waited and waited to see if like I thought the game would stop. Um, but it turned out nobody really noticed what happened. Like it just kind of looked like I guess a normal tackle. And so um, I lay there for what felt like 10 minutes. It was probably like 30 seconds. And then I tried to stumble my way back up. And and then I, I kind of jogged over because I was like, oh, I, nobody stopped. So I guess it, it's okay. So I'm just going to kind of go back and join the play. And I was really disoriented. And then thankfully, the game was over. The whistle blew. So I didn't actually go back into contact with anyone. But when we were shaking hands with the other team, I just remember feeling like, oh my gosh, where am I? What is happening? Like, I need to tell someone. And I finally made eye contact with my coach and she was like, go see the trainer. And um, I had, like, my head was hurting. I remember being really emotional. Like, I couldn't stop crying, but I didn't really know what was, what was wrong or, like, that it was that bad because I didn't black out. I was kind of walking around, so... I wasn't really sure what, what was going on, but I knew that I had a concussion. And then I did all kinds of tests with the trainer. Um, she she did like the sports concussion assessment tool, the stat. And um, I remember becoming increasingly delirious, like not really sure what was going on, not really able to say like, I, like something is really wrong with me, but I was presenting pretty normal. And I remember like I could even like repeat numbers backwards and all that, but it felt really slow for me. Like what I knew was my normal, like I just wasn't there, but it, anyway, that's, that's a story for another day, but I was pretty functional afterwards. And then over the next couple of hours, things got really bad. Um, I had all this pain in my neck and my shoulders. My vision was hurting. I was so irritable. Um, my mom, who's an emergency nurse, as soon as I got home, she was like, and, and when you're a kid, it's someone who works in the emergency, you don't go to the hospital for anything. Like, right. <laughs> Nothing's really an emergency. No. <laughs> like, hey, mom, but like this time, like something's really bad. And, but she took one look at me and was like, get in the car. Like, I'm taking you to emerge. And mm-hmm. things got worse and worse. And I'm a pretty, like, polite, calm person. Like, even if I'm annoyed, I probably won't tell you. But I was so out of body that somebody in the other side of the emergency room was, like, tapping their finger like this. Like, you're waiting. And I was, like, yelling at them, like, can you please be quiet? Like, because I was just having such bad noise sensitivity and, like, irritability. And um, I just, like, really didn't know what was going on. Um, So, yeah, they told me I had... Um, all that to say, like, I still didn't really have anything that wrong. I didn't lose consciousness and I just had headaches and stuff like that. So they said, like, take a few days off school. Um, you seem to have a mild concussion. Like, it should probably be a couple weeks and and you'll be back. And I was like, Mom, like, I have a biology test tomorrow. I can't, like, sorry, but make sure you wake me up in the morning because, like, I studied for this. And my mom was like, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. And then... <laughs> Um, like that, that's literally how gung ho I was about school. Like it was my everything and, um, ended up waking up a couple days later. Like that's when I really remember waking up and being present, but I didn't go back to school that year at all. Um, my symptoms were so bad. I couldn't read. My head was pounding. I had really bad dizziness. Irritability continued. Um, I was so tired. And yeah, the biggest thing that, and and, I'm nausea, but the biggest thing that prevented me from going back, much to my dismay, like I really tried to make it look like I was fine to go back, but I couldn't make sense of what I was reading because my eyes, what I later learned was um, convergence insufficiency. So my eyes weren't and still to this day, don't work together anymore. Um, They don't converge onto like a a word on a page. And it's really hard for me to move across the page um, and and be able to comprehend what I'm reading. So that was a huge barrier. Like it didn't matter what what I wanted, but I, I couldn't go back to school. I tried a couple of times and I would get really nauseous and have a lot of pain. And so luckily, it was close enough to the end of 
graduation. I already had some offers to university, so they let me graduate, and that was fine. But similar to Felicia, I had a lot of people saying, like, um, wow, you're so lucky. Like, that's so exciting. You get to miss school and just, like, kind of hang out at home all the time and, like, oh, I wish I could do that. And I was devastated. Like, I really wanted to finish school, and um, I wanted to get, like, scholarships and I wanted to be around my friends like so much was going on there was like grad and prom and and all of that and something that was really hard with my injury was that a lot of people were there and they don't remember it being a big thing like a big event that oh Allie got hit and then like an ambulance came like it wasn't like that I I saw the trainer but I was it, it was kind of just like at the end of the game when everyone's going home anyway. So there wasn't a lot of attention on it, which is good. But um, even some of my teammates were kind of like, like, what do you mean you're not back at school? Like, what even happened? Like, I didn't see anything. And just because the the concept of a severe concussion being one that knocks you out of consciousness and, like, sends you to the hospital, and mine wasn't like that. And we know now that um, it's the whether you lost consciousness or not, how severe your symptoms are at the onset of the injury have very little to do with um, how long it takes you to recover. We know that now, but at the time, Mm -hmm. people really didn't understand. So after a few weeks of me me not getting better in the time that they said I would, I was so upset. My mental health was so... um, I, I was feeling so low, so anxious, so like just like defeated about everything and and then I remembered like oh Felicia like she she had the same thing happen and she didn't get better like maybe she knows like I think she's back at school now like she must know so I reached out to Felicia and she was amazing like so helpful um and we started like we were seeing one of the same doctors already and then she told me about some other providers that she was seeing so I got on the wait list to go and see them and um, I'm so happy that that happened because I wouldn't have known that there were other options for me if I hadn't talked to Felicia. And mm-hmm. yeah, so from there, we just started talking all the time and like as much as our friends wanted to help and they really wanted to understand, they, they just didn't get it. Like they, they hadn't really been in our shoes. Um. So it was so therapeutic to be able to talk to each other about like all the uncertainties and how it felt and like how our friends were struggling with um, what we now understand. But at the time we're like, how are you like struggling with this and making this about you when like I'm the one that's hurt? Um, But they were struggling too because one of their friends is not not their buddy anymore, right? Like they couldn't do the fun things that Mm -hmm. they used to do. So, So yeah, it was just really helpful to to have that friendship and then here we are I went to eight, eight years later and because we also both went to the University of Waterloo and studied well I studied public health and Ally was health studies well very similar programs yeah um, so we were in the same classes at school as well mm-hmm. and in our university degrees so kind of we're able to see each other a lot there as well so then yeah we were able to continue our our friendship and check in and see how how we're doing with with everything which was which was really nice I mean you're preaching to the choir when it comes to having a friend that's able to help you through like that Mm -hmm. was monumental for me unfortunately Mariah had to go through hers a little bit more alone she didn't have that brain injured buddy but (laughs) (laughs) I came along and got to be her buddy later on and she could help me for sure and it's Nonetheless, I'm grateful, grateful for the time we've shared, even though I went it alone for a little bit. But yeah. And I I don't know how you felt, Felicia, but like before Erin had her brain injury, I didn't know a soul with a brain injury. You know, like I I was just me (laughs) and um, nobody could relate to it. And so I just I, I, I don't know why I didn't think to look on the Internet for it I like I did find one podcast at the time but I didn't really connect with it um yeah and part of it was like 
I had a pretty severe brain injury, but I recovered really quickly. So I didn't feel I I felt a little like an imposter (laughs) Um, because, you know, like I had mobility. I, you know, I was functioning. People thought I looked normal and good. And um, I just knew I wasn't the same. But like on the scale of things, it didn't seem so extreme. So I also kind of like wrote off my own injury in a lot of ways, you know, like despite my husband, like shaking his finger and being like, it's serious. (laughs) For me, I was like, you know, kind of listened to the people telling me that I seemed to be doing great, kind of too much, honestly. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, I didn't know until we honestly created Keep Your Head Up about the amazing community online. um, And Mm -hmm. the the TBI and ABI community and just brain injury community in general. but yeah, like, like you said, kind of felt alone. It's funny. Um, like it must've been like 2011, 2012. Um, like people would rent, I was in the newspaper, like the local newspaper, um, for my, for my brain injury. And someone actually from the States, like, and we're in Canada, like reached out and found my like Waterloo region (laughs) article and reached out and said, are you the girl in this paper? Like I'm going, and then we connected and this was like, and that was the first time I was able to ever relate to someone. Um, and this was like 2011, like I said, um, this random man from the United States who connected with me and found my like Waterloo region newspaper article, like on the <laughs> internet, it was nuts. And that was the first time that I was able to connect. Cause even when I would tell doctors how I was feeling like stuff about my eyes, neurologists, they'd be like, Mm, not quite sure what you're experiencing. Like you can't put into words sometimes yeah. what you're feeling. Yeah. And meeting this man, mm-hmm. like he was like, I know exactly what you're experiencing. And that, like you said, Mariah, like mm. you felt, I felt like I was alone. And, and it was such a nice feeling to finally be able to connect with someone at that time. And, mm-hmm. and now I just keep your head up and all the amazing other things out there. Like there's such, there's so many great organizations and, um, blogs and, and foundations and things out there um yeah, yeah. so so how yeah. did keep your head up come to be obviously we know the backstory here but w- um what was the spark for it yeah well okay so i i was volunteering with the local brain injury awareness um in waterloo volunteering and whatnot and then i thought Ali would be a real we, there's some peer mentoring and whatnot that, that they do and I thought Ali would find this interesting as well. So I said, Ali, like, let's grab coffee. I think that you would find this interesting. So, so this well, was after, so Felicia, I graduated. Yeah, sorry, this I was after doing my last year of undergrad. This is after we graduated. I graduated my undergrad, yes. And Ali was, is still, was still in finishing up. But so we grabbed a cup of coffee and just started chatting and catching up and Coffee turned into like a four-hour, five-hour thing. Grabbing notebooks, we're like, okay. So um, we've always kind of wanted to do something to support um, like those going through recovery and not have the same experience that we did, feeling alone. Let's do it. Like we've always wanted to do this. <laughs> Grabbing notepads, like then and there, and then from that day forward, like we were like, okay. So we started meeting like once to two times a week and grabbing coffee. Um, that became like hours on end meetings like um Mm. ideas sparking and then we so that was like probably four or five months that we would meet before or i don't even know yeah it was fall 2019 and yeah so we we were having coffee and and talking about like what we were still dealing with it had been probably a few months since we've seen each other Mm -hmm. we're talking about what we were still struggling with and like how there's still gaps and and all that and and we're like, okay, we always said that we would do something, but with school, like we were dealing with enough that it was never feasible. But um, we're like, we we still like there's still something that we could do. Like, what what have we learned in the last four years that like of of university? Actually, it wasn't four; it was like six for both of us. But um, like, let's find out what the gaps are, and let's see if if we have any tools that we have that um to create something to fix it. So that's when like the, the doodling and the, the notes came out and we we're like, Hey, what about this? What about this? Um, and then we started booking meetings with different um, researchers that we knew of in the community that, that study concussions and 
different um, clinicians and just different different people try to get as much information as possible because we both had kind of taken a few steps back from everything concussion. Um, so we were less familiar with what was available in terms of like support, just because we've kind of found our footing and, and we're more independent. So we just started asking a lot of questions, like, do you find this is still an issue? What about this? And, and, and we realized that we were right. Like there's still not enough support for people with brain injuries. People still, people were still struggling and are still struggling with um, how they can reach out to support in their in their circle, like in their families, and their friends, their teams, their schools, but also just in the greater community. Like there's all these resources available, but people are struggling to find them. And you you still have to see all these different providers to get the treatment that you need, but it's all still siloed. Like they, they aren't able to talk to each other. You have to say, say your story over and over again. And one treatment that you're getting at one place um might have a little bit to do with the treatment you're getting at another place, but they don't talk to each other. So we were we were like, hey, like, what can we do to fix this? And and our idea is, and that's where Keep Your Head Up came in, like, um, to to create a community that has the tools it needs to support those with brain injuries, and to provide tools to those with brain injuries so that they can access these types of support and and develop coping strategies so that they can deal with the challenges that they're facing with their brain injury. Um, so what we were just talking about uh, recently was like, when we look back at our injuries, uh, when they happened so long ago and like all the struggles that we had, it almost feels like we wonder why it was so hard, but it's because we know what we know now and we know about all mm -hmm. these different resources and we have developed these coping strategies um, and and had we had all that at the time, we know it would have been so much easier. Our mental health would have been so much better. And so our goal with Keep Your Head Up is to teach and provide these things that we've learned and these resources that are there and provide them to the community so that when other people have brain injuries, um, they know how to get support. And there are so many resources on here to our listeners. Please go check out this website. Uh, there's so much here. Honestly, the first time I saw all that you have on here, I was like, gosh, I wish I had known about this a few years ago when I was like, just, you know, immediately out of the hospital and didn't really know how to start or what to be keeping track of or how to be keeping track of symptoms or uh, there's so much on the site. It's pretty incredible, I have to say. So kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. This yeah, is so just I checking know it all out too to see like what <laughs> you guys so much. offer. Yeah. This is yeah phenomenal. Great work. Yeah. So can you speak a little bit to you've got? It seems like there's like you've got a lot of resources that people can use for themselves, but you also have some uh, like community education. And um, can you speak a little bit to what you've got there on the site and what's available to people? Um, so, so as we kind of said, part of our organization's mission is to educate those with brain injuries, but also to educate the community. So the toolkit that we have on our website, which I think is what you're referring to, consists mm -hmm. of six different tools that you can use um, to help kind of navigate the changes that you might have after a brain injury. So. One of those is a sleep journal, um, there's a symptom tracker, there's an energy journal, wellness plan, a wellness plan, and I think the circle, circle of support as well. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to list them all off, but basically those are geared to those that are dealing with a brain injury and want some support in, in how to kind of get on top of what's changed. So. The energy journal, for instance, can be really helpful um, because after you have a concussion, the amount of energy that you use for activities that you used to do changes. And so, and it's different from person to person. So something like getting up, making your coffee and um, making breakfast might take, um, let's say, 10 points of your energy that you had 
200 points in a day. Um, but after a brain injury, it might take you 50. And so, um, and, and then other activities too. And so it's a tool that allows you to kind of track, okay, I did this activity. How did I feel before? How do I feel after? And, and then using that to kind of guide your recovery because um, so much of navigating life after brain injury is learning what you can and can't do and learning when too much is too much. Mm-hmm. So, or what feeds your energy yeah. or what it takes away from yeah. And then it's the same thing with things that are good. So for, for, some, for one person, yoga may be really, um, really great and it might actually give you energy and help you to kind of move on with your day. But for other people, yoga might drain your, your energy. And so it's a way to kind of play with all the different strategies that you might try to kind of do the things that you need to do and um, allow yourself to rest and and just learning to become more aware of your body and, and you in this new situation that you're in. Yeah. So that I one in particular. Oh, I, I wish I'd learned that one sooner, honestly. Um, and I still struggle with it as, you know, like how many years I'm almost three years out now. Like I still, I still struggle with like trying to figure out what's draining, what's, um, restorative. Um, and it changes too, honestly, it, like it, yeah. it changes, but especially in the beginning, it. it's like you expect the same things to fill you up a little bit, but they don't always. And it takes some time to figure that out. Yeah. yeah 100%. And you have yeah. it branded as a concussion recovery toolkit, but for anyone listening, like this is all the same stuff my speech therapist gave me and I'm a subarachnoid hemorrhage survivor. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think you could definitely take this even further um, for anyone looking mm-hmm. for resources. Like this stuff is all the same for all us brain injury people. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to say the same. I'm in acute TBI and I, you know, I could have used all of this, all of it. <laughs> no, so. we keep hearing that actually, what, what we've learned being present in the social media community for everyone with brain injuries is that um like we're reaching more than just those with concussions and so it's it's those with with any kind of level of traumatic brain injury and acquired brain injury um and and honestly like people who are experiencing mental health challenges um these these tools they apply like if you're if you want to become more in tune with what your body needs and how you can like you said, restore and manage your energy levels. Like these tools are super helpful. Yeah. Like we did a wellness plan challenge. I don't remember what month it was, but Ontario was in lockdown for like the fourth or I don't even know how many times, (laughs) but we were in lockdown again (laughs) for COVID. And so we said, let's, let's do a well, like we use that uh, tool and we did a wellness plan challenge and it wasn't targeted to just, you know, TBI or ABI folks. And, and it blew up. Like my friends were sending me, pictures of, you know, people who, you know, didn't have, you know, a brain injury and they were using it. You don't have to like, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. It's it's a mental health tool really. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I mean, it's not funny, but like we all got forced into this a little bit. Like we have to look at these things as brain injury survivors. Um, but actually they're really good for everybody. (laughs) We just kind of have had to. Exactly. (laughs) And I was just listening to our friend, um, Joe Borges and his significant other, who's a name I'm forgetting right now. Felice, yes, Felice. Um, on the mm-hmm. NeuroNerds, and they were just talking about how everybody, brain injury survivor or not, um, having gone through COVID and we've been like socially isolated for so long, mm-hmm. that now that we're like waking up and starting to see people, like none of us are like, or not, I shouldn't say none of us, but a lot of us are struggling and feeling fatigued after going out and having dinner with friends because yeah. we haven't used that muscle in a really long time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So just kind of taking like st- stake and taking stock into um, what it is that's draining you and what you can do to kind of get yourself back up. Like it doesn't last forever, but it's helpful. Yeah, just to yeah. that's live. a really good point. It's a really good point. And actually, uh, I mean, timely because, OK, so Aaron and I hung out yesterday in a not a huge group of people, but a bunch of people. How did you feel after Aaron? Were you? Were you good? Were you so worn out? I was, pretty, I was pretty worn out. I, <laughs> and, I mean, you know, the day like, drinking uh, doesn't help, but <laughs> that's true. But I was <laughs> tired. Yeah. I, and the sun too. But, but I mean, like, 
after that, like I walked home afterward and I was like, all right, that's my one activity for the weekend. Tomorrow I cannot like go hang out with people, (laughs) you know, but prior to brain injury, I probably, you know, like if someone had said like, let's meet up tomorrow, I would have been like, of course. Yeah. But I, you know, like I've learned to put those boundaries up and exercise them. Um, but it, it will be interesting to see how everybody deals with that now and easing back into fairly normal life. Yeah. And adding to that kind of what you said about, um, like what give and takes from, from your energy. Like I myself am a quite extroverted person, but like, depending on how I'm feeling, like social interaction can really hinder how I'm feeling. It's like take away from my energy, like my battery and make me feel worse that day. Or can, you know, I might need that like social interaction and to, you know, to talk about how I'm feeling or whatnot. So that social aspect can really be either a give or a take from that energy. Um, mm-hmm. And I think um, hearing us all kind of talk about this just now is reminding me like, one of the, I wouldn't, like you said, I wouldn't wish a brain injury on anyone, but there are some gifts that you get from going through that experience. And one of them is, is that awareness of yourself and it takes time. But, um, I think that when you're forced into a situation where you really have to get to know your body, like now we are so much more aware of what we need and how to, um, take care of ourselves when we need to. And, and that kind of, um, is, is part of what what we are also doing with Keep Your Head Up um, to kind of show people, like, um, if you have a brain injury, like, yes, it, like, it's going to be really hard, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and you're going to be so much stronger having gone through this. Um, mm-hmm. the, every week we share a Wisdom Wednesday from someone who's been through brain injury recovery, and our um, it's great because it, it gives so many different examples of how after a brain injury, like you, you come out and there's some sort of positivity that comes out of it. Um, and, and we love, we love asking people to do it because, um, we've asked, I think there's been 60 or 70 people at this point and nobody ever says no, nobody ever says, Mm -hmm. no, there's nothing that I gained from going through that experience. Um, I don't have any wisdom to share with anyone else. Like everyone who has gone through it, has learned has learned something and become stronger because of it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. That's it's your- so true mm-hmm. so true and it, that's a really hard thing to hear in the early days okay. after a concussion or a brain injury but I think the way you guys do it is not like it's not like a shaking your finger like you'll be grateful for this thing it's like sharing yeah. the wisdom from others and gently reminding them that there's hope out there and you know like in the weeks and months after my brain injury, I did not feel like there was <laughs> light at the end of the tunnel for a good chunk of that. Um, but now, you know, years later, I'm incredibly grateful. And Aaron and I have talked about this quite a lot on the podcast is like, I don't think we would be the people we are now we are changed for the better. Mm-hmm. Not that we would have opted in if we'd given, <laughs> given yeah. the chance. Yeah. But we've learned so much. And um, are stronger for it, more compassionate for it. Um, I've never met a brain injury survivor, honestly, who like doesn't want to stick their hand out and help pull the person in the weeds up out of it because we've all been there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's important too, to recognize that you guys were how many years out before you started the foundation? Would you say? Um, nine. Yeah, like eight or nine. Eight or nine years. Yeah. So it's like, you know, veterans helping us newbies because like I'm only a year out Mm -hmm. um, and just building that community of people that they've been there, they've done that. Like this is a reliable place to get information because that can be hard to find too. It's just who do you trust? (laughs) What works? Mm -hmm. You guys have real evidence-based stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of that, here's a question for you that Aaron and I have talked about a fair amount, but we, I think both have been through multiple stages where like, we love this podcast. We love being able to put this out there for people, but it does keep you in your brain injury in a lot of ways. Um, do you ever feel like it pulls you back in a bit? Or, I mean, I can speak to my experience. I certainly like, we started this, I was two years out. And I definitely went through a period where I was like, 
not back in my symptoms, but back in my injury somehow. I can't really explain it, but I felt back like I was trauma. back in it a bit. And I had to yank myself back forward um, and remind myself that I am not my brain injury. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm curious to know what you have to say about that. What do you have to say about that? <laughs> um, I'll let you go first. Oh. Um, yeah. I, I put, I tend to put a lot on my plate always. And I think that, um, oh gosh, I don't know. I, yeah. Okay. We'll pause there. We'll pause there. I'll go and then Felicia can <laughs> right. Okay. As you were just explaining that Mariah, I heard Aaron say the word trauma and, mm. and I, I think, um, it's so true. Like it really is reliving your trauma um, over and over again when when you're talking about concussion. Because as much as we can say now we're stronger having gone through it, like it it wasn't is has been so devastating to our lives. And um, there, it's for me. It's been eight years, and I was so passionate about concussion, brain injury after mine happened, because I, I always wanted to go into the health field. Um, and when it happened, I was like, wow, what a, like, this is my purpose. I am going to use my passion for health and helping others and my experience with a brain injury. And I'm going to make the world a better place because of this. And I wanted to learn everything about brain injury. And I loved talking about it. Um, even though I was really struggling with it, like I, I really felt like when this is over, when I wake up one day and I'm fine, this is what I'm going to do. And um, and then when two years went by, um, and I was really struggling with school because of all the symptoms that I had, and I just wasn't getting better. I found it so difficult to talk about. I hated talking about it with friends and family. I hated when someone asked me how I was doing. because It honestly just made me cry. I felt so hopeless. And um, being in, in a health science program, people would often do like presentations on concussion. And there were numerous times where I had to leave the room um, or I would be sitting um, in my seat, like with tears running down my face with people talking about like all the challenges that come with it, because it was just, it really was, it was trauma. It is trauma. And it, it was really difficult to, to be, in that space. And, um, I was just, I was so tired of being someone with a brain injury who continues to be impacted and like, um, just not knowing if that was ever not going to be part of me. And so, yeah, there was a couple years where that was, that was where I was at. And then I really distanced myself from it. Um, I stopped talking about it with a lot of my friends and family. Like I stopped sharing when I was having symptoms and, and that really isolated me in a whole different way. But mm. one way or another, the time that Felicia and I grabbed coffee and we started talking about it, um, actually, it's it was, um, I started seeing a psychologist because I was having such a hard time with all that because I really tried to separate myself from being someone with a brain injury. And I tried to just kind of be like, no, that was, that was a couple years ago and I'm fine now and, and I'm going to move on. And I, and I wasn't, my body wasn't done. I, I still have symptoms and I still wasn't healed from what it took from me. And, and so I had done a lot of work with my psychologist in like forgiving myself and like for, for the not being where I thought I would be and, and all of that. And um, learning to kind of advocate for what I needed to be able to thrive with what I was still dealing with. And, and yeah, so when the time came and Felicia and I were in that coffee shop and talking about it, like I was just ready. And um, I was, I had learned so much about what my experience um, taught me about myself and what I knew was still needed for others that were going through it. And I, I, I just was ready. And um, so we kind of dove in and, and honestly, like in the first little while of us starting it, there were times where I was like, I can't 
fear of one other person that's dealing with this because like it just feels so big and real and I just feel so mm-hmm. sorry when I hear of other people going through it because I know how hard it was and I think we both feel that way like when we when someone reaches out and asks for support like we just we're both empaths and um we love it we love it when people reach out to us but in the beginning it was hard for me at least like I sometimes I just wanted to kind of pack it in and um like not be part of this conversation anymore like like can I just um just stop talking about it but it is healing for me like it is it is there's so much it's so therapeutic to be able to talk and give back and I think that's that's been the final piece of my healing process is is being part of keep your head up and being able to talk about it in in this empowering way where Mm -hmm. um I went through it and it was really hard but I, I I'm confident when I say that I'm stronger now because of it Mm-hmm. Yay for therapy. We are huge proponents uh-huh. of therapy on this podcast. Yeah. I can't remember who it was who we talked to, Aaron, who was like referring to Oprah. And <laughs> I do that in my head sometimes when people uh-huh. mention going to therapy. I'm like, you go to therapy, you go to therapy. Uh-huh. You go to therapy. <laughs> but I do we feel all go. <laughs> yeah, everybody go to therapy. Everybody should go. It's okay. I love like, some, I still go even like, I don't necessarily talk mm-hmm. about my concussion anymore or all the time. But Sometimes like just something happens that was hard and like I can just go talk to somebody who has no investment in my mm-hmm. like in my personal life. Zero judgment. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, zero judgment. And I can go and like mm-hmm. get off my chest and get some feedback on what I should do. Like it's great. Mm-hmm. I really recommend. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think I think the way you put that was really nicely, like wanting to pack it in, um, but also feeling like it's it it is. It's like a double edged sword sometimes. It's like wanting to be a part of it and help people heal and the gratification that comes from that, but also having to manage yourself. And one of the things that I always come back to is like, you are in charge of how you carry this with you. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. It's a learning curve too. I mean, with this show, like Mariah said, like it has been such a blessing to be able to in real time through my recovery, because we started this when I was five yeah. six months out you were just it a wasn't baby, very far, right I know right <laughs> yeah. and like so learning as I go that like what I'm experiencing is, a, is what I'm experiencing isn't like this out there thing it's kind of somewhat normal in the brain injury community and like validating what I'm feeling and understanding that yes this is part of brain injury this isn't you just falling off a cliff and becoming a crazy person um has been so helpful but on the other side if you choose to like stay stuck in it, then you really, you really do get stuck. Like I, um, remember Vanessa Woodburn mentioning a quote that if you hold on to your limitations, you get to keep them. And that was like so poignant at that time, because that's exactly what I was doing. Like every single day I was thinking about all that I felt wrong rather in, and how I could kind of like showcase that to others to prove that something's still going on with me rather than focusing on, I did this and I took this break and I had this rest and things were good. Like it's all just how you frame it and the perspective that you have. And it's the same with having this show. Like it can be something that keeps us stuck or it can be our mouthpiece to others. And it's just, you know, however you're feeling in the day and at the moment (laughs) and learning how to handle it. Very well said, Erin. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, Felicia and Allie, I know we're starting to wrap up a little bit, but I just wonder, are there any, you know, words of wisdom or things that you guys have really learned, um, especially with Keep Your Head Up, that you just want others to know? That was a big question. <laughs> that is a big question. I mean, from what I can see, you have this amazing website with a ton of um, resources. I know I've seen you guys on Instagram. In fact, I think I did one of your Wednesday wisdom mm-hmm. things yeah, you once. Did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know you guys reach out to people in that way. Is it like a support group or just social media? How do you? Yeah, so um, I guess earlier we didn't really talk about the other part of our organization which is doing community education and community events that provide opportunities for those in the community in different capacities to learn skills 
to better understand what someone with a brain injury is going through and what they can do as an individual to support them, whether it's through the service they provide or um, how they talk to their friend. And so um, that's something that we can maybe chat more about another time. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you can find us on on all of those different pages. And if you're interested in sharing your wisdom, uh, like if you're interested in doing a wisdom Wednesday, um, we have a form on our on our page on our um, oh my goodness on our website. Uh, share your story, or you can just connect with us like via DM or or um, email or whatever is convenient for you. We would love to share your story um, with with the community. I I realized what our wisdom would be and we've said this before so I know I can see for both of us when I say this um never feel like there's no room for you to say your story like your your story matters no matter how many times someone else has said something similar Mm -hmm. with starting keep your head up we were really afraid that there were already a lot of organizations doing working concussions and maybe we weren't going to add anything valuable but what we've learned is that like there's power in everyone's story. And the more people that are open about brain injury, like the more we're going to be able to support those that are affected by it. And um, I think our Wisdom Wednesdays really speak to that. Like there's so much power in sharing your story for your own healing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just like there's there's always room for you to share your gifts and your experiences with others because um, they'll help. They'll, they'll help yeah everyone <laughs> yeah it's true you never know when your story is going to resonate with someone who really needs the help yeah at the moment they hear it exactly that's a good one we approve of your wisdom <laughs> <laughs> thank you great so for those of you who are looking to connect with felicia and ally and the keep your head up foundation you can find them on instagram at keep your head up fdn that's frank Daniel, Nancy, I'm making up words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you can also go to their website, which I would greatly encourage you guys to go to. There's a yes. lot of great resources on here. It's beautiful, super easy to navigate. And that's keepyourheadup.ca. So please connect with them and um, yeah, just reach out. Um, also just to let you guys know, um, Mariah and I have been going pretty strong at this, um, since when did we start recording end of October, 2020. Um, mm-hmm. and right now it's June. Um, and we've pretty much recorded every weekend, um, since then. So we're going to be taking a little bit of a break. Um, we'll have episodes airing up through into August, but, um, mm-hmm. from then you're going to have feel a small break of us not having some new shows and we'll be coming out with some new stuff in September. So we look forward to you guys um, continuing to listen um, and continuing to connect with us on social media. And honestly, like this experience has been so amazing. I know I can say that for both Mariah and I, Um, we really, really appreciate you guys just reaching out, sharing your love, sharing your stories. Um, all the providers that have wanted to um, share resources and just let others know that there's help out there. Um, we, we appreciate it. Like this is coming straight from my heart. So much. Um, mm-hmm. We really do. And so we don't want people to so feel much. like we don't want people to feel like we're falling off the face of the earth. We are just sort of right. um, taking our own wisdom to heart and giving ourselves mental breaks so we can come back fresh for you in September. We're going to go jump in some lakes. Everybody, right? (laughs) Swim around, cool (laughs) off, get some rest. And we'll uh, see you guys in September. Bye. This is Erin signing out with Mariah from Making Headway Podcast. Hey, everyone. In case you're wondering what Erin and I do for a living, it's not podcasting. I work in marketing. Erin's a nurse. And this is just a side project that we love. We really do enjoy doing this and we've enjoyed being part of the community and building up a group of listeners. You guys probably don't even realize how much you help us out 
um, just by supporting us. If you were looking to do a little bit extra, uh, we would love to have your ratings on Apple or whichever podcasting service that you use. Or if you hear us talk about a product on the podcast, we do include those links to Amazon in our show notes on our website. Your purchase after you click on the link just gives us a tiny little kickback. Nothing much, but it helps us pay our bills. And if you are thinking, well, this isn't enough, we want to do a little bit more on our website at www.makingheadwaypodcast.com. We have a donation page. Any proceeds we receive, we give 10% to our favorite brain injury nonprofit of the moment. So if you are looking to do a little bit more, that would be a great way to support us. Again, we appreciate you guys oh so much. Thanks so much for your time and your ongoing support. We love our listeners and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Making Headway Podcast. For more information and show notes, visit makingheadwaypodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and leave us a review. Check us out at Making Headway Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and share with your friends. Catch you next time. All topics are intended to be used for educational and entertainment purposes only. The podcast is not to be used as a substitute for medical advice. Always consult with your healthcare provider for any issues or treatment considerations you may have. For our full legal terms, please see our website at makingheadwaypodcast.com. This podcast was recorded, mixed, and mastered with love at Stout Heart Studios. Sun rises across the ocean.